Like, this is my thing, bro. I'm not knocking Afrotech at all. I'm not knocking. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. You know what I'm saying? But let's just call it what it is. Like, I hate when people make these upper echelon black bougie things and try to pose them as like revolutionary spaces. They're not, my nigga. And that's okay. That's where that's where the problem is for me. Is when you act like you're doing something so revolutionary and radical by being black and bougie. Like it's like, gonna overthrow, like, damn, I just had brunch in a white owned restaurant and ate wrong. my fucking fried chicken in front of a white person. It's I'm nothing, a revolutionary. Again, let's clear <laughs> this up. There is nothing wrong with the black bougie shit. I from time enjoy black bougie shit. I from time enjoy mimosas in fucking on Solano at whatever that fucking sunny side cafe, whatever the shit is called. Yeah, I like my pancakes sometimes with blueberries. I too enjoy a nice dinner at Creekwood. I too enjoy eating on Melrose and going to Mastro's and Beverly Hills. I too enjoy the black, but like, that's not. He said, I too am bougie. <laughs> you feel me? I too fuck with the bougie shit, but it's not like. Not that as is a not means, what liberation is. Not as a one. means of freedom and a means of. Acting like this is gonna take us to a new a new plateau for black or for black people. Yeah, like again, it's all about integrating into these certain systems, right? Like integrating into the systems will not get us what we want. Facts. Period. Because we know that these systems are the reason why we're in the spaces that we're in, we're, or why we are marginalized and oppressed right now. So my thing is, when you have spaces like Afrotech and they pose them as this, like, yeah, this uplifting of black people in this basic inclusive. Mindset. Assimilationist, integrationist. Yeah, and like you feel me. You seen the story? Who wrote that shit? Or my nigga Pen, OG Pen on fucking. I think that's his at right. Is that yeah? Pen's at, at OG Pen, um, on Twitter was saying he asked somebody like a a, a black houseless person, uh, during Afrotech like yo has the has the increase in black folks in the, in in the city led to more money? You know, more motherfuckers giving you money out here. And the person was like, hell no. They just step over me just like everybody else. So it's like, nigga, we know what y'all, how y'all align. Like, niggas come to the city and don't even embrace it. Right. But then people act like, oh, if we get black people into these positions that it's like money is going to trickle down. You feel yeah. me? Like, they have this whole trickle down fucking economic shit, which is a fucking right wing conservative idea like oh if more and more black people climb into these positions all this shit is gonna fucking trickle down we see the same shit with tyler perry right like tyler perry is getting this studio oh all this economic success is quote-unquote gonna trickle down to all black people this shit is not true and it's like you're still making ten dollars an hour like what walking over houses people like they don't exist just like white folks so like it's almost like a class it's a class thing too and I just want people to stop uh, stop fucking striving for whiteness. Yeah. Like let's 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 stop letting what white people do be the standard for success. Facts. Like, and for those of y'all y'all who are not familiar with what we're talking about, we're talking about Afrotech, which is a conference that <laughs> that Blavity puts on and uh, puts put on in Oakland this year, which is like a Black People in Tech conference. So you had a bunch of Black people from tech from all over the country in Oakland for this conference. I just don't understand how you could talk about uplifting black people when Charlemagne the God is your keynote speaker. Like y'all invited Charlemagne to fucking Oakland to talk about what? What exactly? Inclusion? I mean, who knows? you know, Charlemagne might have money invested into tech. He might be a great tech entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, who fucking knows? But I know one thing: that nigga has been super violent to black queer folks 
black Black trans folks you feel me like we know that for a fact yeah so why is he in the space where these type of folks are going to be he's admitted to rape like you feel me so it's like why is that nigga in that space because we know it's not about the actual uplifting of people it's about fucking the black bougie wanting to make it seem like they doing some shit like we're doing something for black people but who are you doing it for And and when you say black people what type of black people are you actually talking about and that's all I'm saying, bro. Just like, cause I know I have some friends, some colleagues that was in the space, and that's fucking lit for y'all, bro. Y'all can keep doing that shit, but don't make it seem like y'all doing revolutionary, radical work. Let's just call it that. Like y'all doing y'all fucking thing, whatever that thing is, but it's not revolutionary. It's not radical, and it's not. It's not actually gonna lead to the uplifting of the entire black community. Right. It's selectivism. It's gonna lead to sele- uh, the uplifting of selective people, selective groups. It's only making class differences amongst black folks. Right. And it's like, we're talking about the tech industry. An industry that has literally gentrified the Bay Area, gentrified Oakland specifically, displaced black people from Oakland. You feel me? Displaced black people from San Francisco. And yeah, you're getting yourself into that same type of industry, right? But that industry has had very negative implications for black people like i saw this story was basically saying uh how like a black houseless camp was being evicted at the same time as afrotech right so like black people who are from the area is literally being pushed out as you have you know thousands of black people from other areas coming in who have class privileges Mm -hmm. you know which creates a whole level of contradiction you feel me and it's and there's nothing wrong with getting a job there's nothing wrong with networking but also like there's these implications that this this industry has had on our community. That's what I'm saying. Just go into you know? this with the with the with the clear understanding of what's about to happen. Go into this knowing what you're about to get into. It. Don't let your excuse for doing this for participating in this shit be all oh, we finna get black people jobs. All oh, we finna uplift black folks. That's not in the process of 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 the that like that wasn't even happening in the process of this shit. No motherfuckers, motherfuckers displaced. Facts. Like, come on. Probably displace displace houseless people who actually be in those areas all the time, right by the Marriott and shit. Again, I just want us to just look at things for what they are, yeah. not for what we're trying to make them be. It's not some revolutionary shit, and if like if it's actually being marketed as like, oh, this is the upliftment of black people, you gotta ask like, who who's that shit for? You feel me? Like, is this shit actually politicizing black people? to build towards revolution or is it what are we just trying to network black people and get them corporate jobs which niggas need jobs i get it but also the goal isn't to fucking (laughs) revolutionize shit and that word revolutionary and revolutionize is always used in those spaces too we're revolutionizing like the way tech is being used and shit like that's not a fucking revolution and like niggas is creating shit and selling it to the cia (laughs) (laughs) Niggas is selling their tech to the military Niggas is building fucking facial recognition software And shit like that Alright man come on bro Like the whole tech industry Is anti-black in itself So you integrating into an anti-black system That's like the whole Trying to be a cop Trying to be a DA You're integrating yourself You're trying to You're trying to uh, Like get the most power The most revenue that you can Out of these anti-black systems You're gonna have to do anti-black shit To do those things Facts Period. 
like we the way that capitalism works, the way that these systems work, you can't rise to the top of them. You can't properly integrate yourself into them if you're not you're doing some anti-black shit. Period. You can't you can't do your best at an anti-black in your anti-black system without doing anti-black shit. Period. That's just what it is, and it's hard for people to to understand. I get it, man, because you know niggas want to make money. You know that's that's the root of it. Niggas want to make money. Yeah, and like niggas have shown over and over again that they'll do whatever it takes to make that money, even if it's at the expense of their own people. And we just trying to let motherfuckers know that the Afrotech shit is at the expense of its own people. And I'm really just, for me, I have my own bias just because I'm so tired of these kind of spaces, man. Like, I was recently talking to someone, um, and they work at a nonprofit, and it was like basically talking about the mission of the nonprofit and what their purpose is. And I'm just like, when they were telling me all this shit, they were using all this, you know, all these buzzwords, all this filler language. Yeah. Talking about all these all these strategies and shit they use. I'm like, nigga, this shit is not that complicated. I can already tell what y'all what that y'all on some bullshit. That y'all just up there again doing theory and not practice because of how we use a bottom up approach to diversify and include so that people do not feel othered. Pedagogy <laughs> or what is it? Whatever the people love that fucking shit. This is our pedagogy to <laughs> I, I swear, but like you just, I don't know, you get into those type of spaces and you see that it's all just fucking intellectual masturbation. That it's all, it's not really about liberation. It's about finding the most profitable way in the, the I guess like the most profitable way and maybe the least, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like conflicting way to navigate yeah. whiteness. You know what I'm saying? Like think about, I think about some of the jobs that I've worked, some of the different organizations that I've worked with and, you know, they're not really trying to eradicate white supremacy they're just trying to figure out the ways they can keep it intact and get as close as possible to their goal right you know what i'm saying like that's what you just see all the fucking time the end goal isn't to destroy the system it's the, the end goal is to make it better for some people and get crumbs yeah <laughs> like, or like knock off some of the pieces that like that fuck them over personally yeah like you know like all right we could uh, remove this because it's not gonna take the system isn't going to take too much of a hit. We can still keep our shit intact while removing this, and these people might be happy with this, right? Like, it's just like removing the Confederate flag. Like, yeah. Let's remove the Confederate flags while still having Confederate policies in place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just like... It's just a reformist-ass mindset. Yeah. And that mindset, what does it get? It doesn't get liberation. That's a fact. It gets more assimilation. So it's not like... Like, I do think technology is for so important but the people must control that shit. You feel me? And like, I've been in hella tech spaces and I haven't really met too many people who was like, really I, like I've for sure met f folks in tech who was like really trying to build shit for us. You feel me? But I know that like the masses that I've met, that shit ain't the goal. Yeah, and, and the goal the is to work for a company, not the one offs. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we need ownership and control of this shit because it's actually having a impact on our daily lives, the way we're being surveilled, shit like that. So we do need revolutionary people who are en engineers, who are coding. You feel me? That shit going to be important, right? But you have, we don't have that shit. You feel me? And a lot of people, the goal is not to do some revolutionary shit. The goal is to get a job at fucking Google. The goal is to get a job at Uber, Lyft, and that's that. Provide for your family, but not necessarily change the shit that is oppressing black people. So yeah. it's just like, it brings up that class shit, you know? Those class dynamics. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man, I know people are going to listen to this shit and be a little frustrated because so many people went to Afrotech and had such a good fucking time, but it's like, at what expense, bro? Like, And how many people from Oakland do you think was at Afrotech, too? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many, like... I know a lot of my niggas was hitting the parties. Like, I know my niggas was juice. Like, niggas was ready for the parties and, the, and some other things, you know? Here. <laughs> like, that's what niggas was thinking. Like, it's work out here. Nigga, what the fuck is you talking about? I love this Afrotech shit. Um... <laughs> But yeah, man, I just want niggas to have a full understanding of what they're supporting, what they're getting themselves into. Um and just like again, bro, let's just judge things by what they are. Right. You had a space that claimed to be a central sp- uh, uh, a space for uplifting black folks and they had a known abuser and someone who's super anti-black as the keynote speaker. Like that right there lets me know that like Y'all practice and not align with your theory. I'm going to say that over and over because that shit is important. Fuck what people say. Look at what they do. How can you be claiming to be a space for uplifting black folks, minorities, whatever the fuck they tag slogan is, but then... People of color, no. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was having a conversation with that with this nigga Raj. It was probably going off on a tangent, but me and him was... It's, since we're talking about Charlemagne, because, you know, Charlemagne had donated that money to um to... Howard, maybe he donated some money to HBC. Some yeah, like twenty five bands or some shit like that. It was it was a hefty piece of change. Like, yeah. Definitely not knocking that. And I was just like, bro, this shit is just like pandering. Like he's doing this so that people can, so that he can continue to do the, the harmful shit that he does. Like right, you know what I'm saying like this. Is, so it's this like stuff. almost like propaganda. Yeah, you feel me. Yeah. And um, Raj was like, how do you like? You don't know what he do. I'm like, bro, I for sure know because he hosted one of the biggest radio shows in the world where he's consistently going on there and being harmful as fuck to some of the communities that we named earlier. Um. So yeah, it's just like, like I was literally just watching a clip of him today, like, uh, like just being hella derogatory towards trans folks, misgendering trans folks. Yeah. Like, so it's like how, which I'm sure there were queer and trans folks and black women at this shit, right? So it's like, how do you have someone who's who's shown over and over again that he has no respect? For those demographics, how is this motherfucker a keynote speaker? Like, there's no way you're that negligent. Like, that's like, you know, it's just like, nah. That's how it lets me know the priorities of Afrotech. It's like, let's get popping shit it's, in here. Right, and it's let's pretty well in. known. I'm sure Blavity even did a story on Charlemagne. Like, that's the thing. Like, Blavity is running Afrotech, like... And there's already this, you know, running Twitter joke, like, Blavity Blacks. Like, a certain type of, like, mm-hmm. uppity-ass behavior. You feel me? Um... But then you're booking somebody. Y'all are a quote unquote journalists, right? Blavity is a journalist. Journalism. It's class solidarity over everything. Fam. Class solidarity. Over class everything. solidarity amongst up, uppity <laughs> or upper class black folks. Yeah. That's the real shit too. Yeah, man, I, I just want. Well, us. the massive masses of us are experiencing something different. It's again. It's a way for people to. I hate when people act like they're doing these super impactful ass uplifting things but they're fucking not like what they're really doing is causing harm it's like people have learned to fucking put like cloaks over the harm and present the harm as something that it's not when it's really just harmful like you people are able to disguise their harm as these good deeds and it's not and that's exactly what kind of Afrotech is doing but also Charlemagne as well like he's done all this harmful this ass shit himself and as he's a mental health advocate or some shit like yeah that. like oh I've had mental health issues i've had anxiety i had my first panic attack and like you're literally weaponizing that shit for your own 
social clout to cover up the fucked up shit you've done. It's not and not to say people don't change, right? But yeah, it's, it's like you can grow, changing, but it's like, like and I want people to grow. You watched the clip today. Like, nigga, no. What are we talking about? Trans people in sports, like, uh, like misgendering folks. Literally, like, just, this is a clip that a nigga just watched a recent clip. Literally, like, this fucking morning. Right? So it's like, if he's changing and growing, yeah, we all, <laughs> we want that. That's why we're talking about it. You feel me? But it's clear that it's like he's rebranding himself as some fucking woke black political that's figure. Profitable right now, like, right? why is that nigga talking about politics on CNN? <laughs> Class solidarity. Right. And the white power structure love that shit because it's like okay we get our token Negro. If Charlemagne gets to be a keynote speaker at your conference, y'all deserve whatever come to y'all. Period. <laughs> y'all deserve whatever come to y'all. That's, that's <laughs> whatever happens. That's. <laughs> I, I damn near. Yeah, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, but <laughs> if I see that nigga, I don't know. Right, man, he gonna call the police on you. <laughs> I know that type. Throw an egg at that nigga. I just I, something else I've been I've been thinking about lately is just like, was it what does it actually mean to be, you know, I guess essentially like poor and black or someone that doesn't have a lot of, yes, I think I'm just gonna use the words poor and black. What does it mean to be poor and black and trying to integrate into these organizing nonprofit spaces that are aiming to uplift the people, uplift the community that you came from, right? Like. I even think about myself and my and my shit and like how I have to speak a certain way to be taken serious, how I have to present a certain way. I was talking about like clothes the other day, right? I'm like, fuck, I'm tired of dressing business casual. Like I don't feel my best when I'm in that shit. Yeah. I don't feel my best when I'm in jeans. Like I don't. I feel my best I feel my most comfortable, my most effective when I'm in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like when I'm comfortable, I feel like my brain is working its best, right? But I'm just thinking like what does it look like to be the demographic that people claim to want to serve and uplift but constantly having to prove yourself as someone who's knowledgeable, not only in experience, but I guess in the education as well. Um, having to prove yourself over and over in that shit, bro. Like, it's yeah. wow. Like, I see, oh, and I've been at my shit three years now, but still to this day, I still got to present and talk a certain way for my point to get across or for my shit to be deemed valid, you know? Yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's just something I've been thinking. I'm like, Especially as I've been linking up with other organizers and shit over the last year or two, and them starting to get jobs at they nonprofits or whatever, it's just uh. nonprofits is a whole like corporate industry, right? Yeah. It's like this idea of we're doing something for the social good, but at the end of the day, it still is running similar to a corporation and how you have to present yourself, how you have to talk, how you have to work and shit. You feel me? It's like not necessarily anti the status quo. It's a part of the status quo. And I feel like that was that was something for me, too. Like, I remember when I was working like in tech in a nonprofit, I'm just like, I feel like I had like even in the, the, the trippy part is when it's amongst like people of color and black people, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like even amongst those spaces where you still feel like you have to change something about yourself, you have to talk a certain way, even amongst you feel me where it's like, all right, yeah, now this shit is valid. And then you have to. Just like what you're saying, you have to prove yourself and shit yeah. like that. It's like, bro, if anything, you are the most knowledgeable person in your fucking building because you're from the community and you're Based actually and you in the community. Yeah. And you did the fucking background work and you fucking studying all the time, reading all the time. Yeah. You feel me? But it's like. You got to make sure you tell your students that, bro. Like, I never got that kind of messaging. 
when I was in college. You know, like that's yeah. where I spent a lot of my time and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas ain't get that message, and it's still like, yeah, like motherfucker be telling you that DEI is important to them, that equity is important, but then they do shit like tell you you got to use certain words or you got to dress a certain way. Like, nigga, you already lost me. I'm yeah. saying that we need a dress code. This, this already not aligned with what we're doing here. Because even the language of a dress code is hell of fucking anti-black. Like, I mean, people only respect... If you wear a fucking collar shirt. Yeah. So, but even they don't even respect you then. It's like, they say they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that whole notion of respectability politics. It's like, okay, you got to wear a suit. You got to wear this. And your hair got to be a certain way. You you feel me? Your facial hair got to be a certain way. But even then, it's like you still kind of disrespected at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It all comes down to definitely a, a white supremacist standard. People only respect information that's presented a certain way. Maybe even only understand or can comprehend yeah. um, messages that are presented a certain way. People only respect or understand people that present themselves in a certain way. It's just so tiring. And I think, like many, I have fell victim to thinking that, I don't know, thinking that these orgs, these groups, these people actually did want to see the changes that their mission statements essentially promote, right? It's not the case at all. And I wish motherfuckers would have told me that before I got out into the, into yeah. the world. And also, imagine, like, I don't come from a nonprofit background. You know what I'm saying? Like, my yeah. family didn't do that shit. I, well, Keenan's mom worked at a nonprofit, but niggas didn't really know what that shit was. You know, I didn't really know what that shit was when I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't learn about nonprofits till post college graduation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, and that's what many, yeah. and that's how many, that's what many student organizers is finna go into, go into, go into that sector when they graduate. Like, think that it's some, some, you know, it ain't what it seemed like. It ain't what it's marketed for the most of the time. It's not marketed. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I went to went into nonprofits thinking like, oh, I can make hella changes and shit. I'm like, damn, this is literally what I thought. This should feel like a fucking office. This should feel like a corporation and. Nonprofits is one of the biggest industries in this fucking country. Like, period. The NCAA is quote unquote a nonprofit. Billion nonprofit dollars. Nonprofit is actually all about the profit, but right. And then if you think about like the whole nonprofit industrial complex and how that has been set up to co-opt a lot of radical movements, right? So it's like all these, you know, I think over fifty percent of nonprofits are actually funded by the government. Right, so if like we're trying to overthrow these fucked up systems, how are we supposed to do that when we're funded by that system? You know, so I was reading um, this book, The Nonprofit Industrial Complex, like the revolution won't be funded. Yeah. And it was talking about like how when some nonprofits went more radical, right? Like when they started to like align themselves with Palestine, they would lose their funding. Or when they started to align themselves with these more radical movements, the funding would disappear at the same time. So, like, a lot of that shit is just about control and maintaining the status quo, not actually abolishing the fucked up shit that actually led to the creation of the nonprofit that is supposed to fix it. Like, how many not, you know, um, like, millions and millions of dollars are spent on nonprofits in San Francisco for houselessness and homelessness. But, yeah. You spend over $170 million a year on that shit. It's like, $170 million, you could build so much fucking housing with that f money? Literally give people housing. That's a lot of fucking money. 
but it isn't meant to cure the problem. It's meant to keep that problem going in some ways. Or to make it seem like we don't, we actually are, you know, we we're care. Do, we're doing the, we're, we're putting the money into the, getting the proper resources. We're doing the proper research. I'm like, motherfucker's been doing this research for so long. Somebody I know, fuck, I don't even know if I can say this. Uh, I think I can. I don't know if this public, I think, let me see. I'm about to research and see if it's public. For I was, sure. Like, <laughs> before, <laughs> but before I say that. Yeah, so even one thing with like nonprofits, it's you have a 501c3 delegation, which, means that you cannot necessarily talk about politics like that right so like you can't talk about no elections and shit like that with a 501c3 delegation you know so it's like how are you even supposed to be political with a 501c3 right that's one of the reasons why people's breakfast oakland is not a fucking 501c3 because of how you know political me and you are right we would lose funding just like that Mm -hmm. and have funding taken away because we're violating what a 501c3 is by talking politics so it's like this shit there's good things that nonprofits do of course like not gonna deny some of the good things that nonprofits do but also this isn't a means to an end this isn't a means to liberation yeah because the goal of a nonprofit should actually be that you don't have a job like the goal is to actually eliminate the need for the nonprofit not to keep the nonprofit going yeah in, mo- <laughs> in some circumstances right like not unless you're doing like Maybe like educational work or something yeah. like. There's there's some programs that's gonna always be around, but like some of these shits is are designed to solve one fucking problem, like to a cure eradicate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like the goal of an organizer is damn near to not have to organize around the issue no Facts. more. You know, Facts. and that's what what I'm trying to get at is some people's um, even in organizing, some people just be so committed to like. The fight, the fight, the fight. It's like now nah, we're actually trying to get rid of this shit, so, so we don't do have to do anymore. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just think it was definitely important that we talked about that because I'm just I don't know if it was naive or like fucking finally seeing things clearly, but I'm like, damn, this shit is a hoax. Yeah. I, maybe it's because I wasn't again, I wasn't educated on nonprofits before. But I got also think to, about. Think about our own politicization since we first started the podcast, since where we are now. You know what I mean? Like, that's when we first started the podcast is what, you know, kind of when we just got the job or like when we like revamped the podcast is when we just kind of started working again. Mm-hmm. or was about to start working again, you know? Yeah. So it's like, all right, at least we know what it is because we went through it <laughs> and we've come we've come to this analysis based off our being in those positions and yeah. seeing them for what they are. You know, but it's like that's that's it's sold on to a lot of students. It's sold on to a lot of people. And if you look on the organizations and the websites, it's like, damn, this looks like a great ass. The mission statement. The mission looks great. Like, okay, the culture of the organization. Then you go there and you're like, oh, yeah, don't talk that way. Or like, (laughs) you feel me? Like, yeah, it's just it's shit for the birds. Or like, I I know for people like. Some staff member was like, oh, yeah, but like, he's unprofessional. And someone was like, what you mean by that? Like, uh, you know, um, the way he uh, like looks or like talks or some shit like that. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, bro, literally by like the way I like dress and shit like yeah. that is like, oh, that's seen unprofessional. But I'm like, actually, if you look at my what I've actually done in this job, I've done a lot more. And you've been there for 15 years. Yeah. Sorry, sis. Yeah. <laughs> that's But that's literally why I want to touch on it is because so many young black folks are going to especially folks that have been organizing uh, you got to get a job 
Yeah. What are you going to be good at after you just spent four years researching and organizing? Continuing to do research and organizing. Right. Yeah, where is that? And you're going to need to survive. Yeah. I think that's one thing is like that can't just be the only work. It's because it's, it's damn near. It's hella hard to work a full time job and actually still do this organizing work. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. That's for sure. But that can't be your end all be all. And I feel like that's what the system thrives off of is it being the end all be all okay go to school for four years don't go get a non-profit job to do go to do good things in the world and that's all you do like that shit is never gonna eradicate nothing so now it's just transitioning black joy <laughs> am i going first shit i could go first i had i went to alomar the other day i saw on your story i was hella mad bro if you haven't been to alomar you should for sure go they got some good ass crab Good ass like seafood boy. I had some crab. I fucked that, that shit, shit up. Be smacking. I ain't gonna lie. That shit smack, bro. My hands were smelling like crab though for like two days. I was hella mad because you went to Alamar when? Like two days ago? Like yeah. Tuesday? Or I Wednesday. Went to, I went to Wednesday, like Cheval yeah. yesterday trying to get crab and they didn't have none. I was hella mad. I wish Cheval not have crab. Alamar probably bust you over the head for that crab though. How much was it? Shit, like $30 for the crab. Twenty eight ninety nine, some shit like that's that. That's wow. What the fuck? That's all I'm saying. You seen how big that crab was too? That shit. That's what in like. It's crab season now, right? They said crab season on the twentieth. Nigga, it's five days from now. If you don't go get me some fucking crab, <laughs> and nigga, crustaceans got crab year round. Yeah. So, but yeah, finish your shit. Yeah, no, that crab was just <laughs> busting. <laughs> that shit was hella good. And then that sourdough bread they have too. That you dip that shit in the fucking bro. sauce. A whole loaf of that shit. Man, I was in there fucking around. So that that meal brought me. If you come to the joy. bay, you have to. If you live in the bay, I'm assuming you've been already. Especially if you live in a town or from the town. But if you visit in the bay, you have to go to Alamar. That shit is so fucking good. It's black on too. That shit can't Good ass be. food Good drinks I don't give fuck with boils either But that good shit energy. Yeah That shit I might go Brought a nigga back to life And the nigga been trying to eat better too <laughs> So you so, went and got So I went and got some crab And potatoes <laughs> <laughs> Hey bro I didn't get no potatoes I ain't get no potatoes Cause I knew I was finna have the bread But I've been trying to be on some like Pescatarian type shit Eat less meat But I had like two chicken wings While I was there But I've been trying to be more disciplined About what what I'm eating just to like, I don't know, have discipline and incorporate open. I'm going after incorporate therapy. discipline in my life. You say you finna go over there? After therapy. <laughs> Shit, let me know. I'll, I'll be trying to go. It's over good. here, I'm talking about discipline. This nigga, like, I'm finna go. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm with it. It's good. <laughs> that shit was hitting. What about you? My cousin Paisley got married this past weekend. Um... I took Darian. We looked hella good. That was some joy for me. <laughs> we looked hella good. You said we looked hella good. <laughs> well, apart from me, um, yeah, I, we talked about this at our people's breakfast meeting the other day. Just seeing all those folks come together in the name of love for my cousin and her husband. It was super dope. Um, you know what else is bringing me black joy? The winter time, and it's wild because me. I don't and know if y'all can see me, my voice face right now. <laughs> you asked you ask me. I think you said something about like you hate this time of year, and I was like, I fuck with it. Yeah. And the reason why I fuck with it is because it gets dark earlier and it gets cold, which forces everyone inside. And this is the holiday season, so like, there's all these different holidays that are coming up, 
that bring all these people together and like you just inside fucking breaking bread eating delicious ass meals playing games watching sports drinking like you just oh this is like one of the times like yeah, I don't know. It just always forces everybody inside and together, and that's why I like this time of year. And I get to get another hour of sleep or some shit. Like, yeah, I've been waking up in the middle of the night, and it's only been two o'clock. I'm like, oh my god, I got five hours. I left. can still. <laughs> you I know, got like, five hours. Yeah, you know, like it rained yesterday. That sucked, and it gets hella cold. Which like, my skin doesn't respond well to the cold. But whatever. Like, the pros always the con. So yeah, my black joy was going to my cousin's wedding, and then just over the last couple of weeks since it's been. Yeah, colder and getting dark earlier. I've just found myself inside with family multiple times over the last few weeks, and it's been amazing. It's on some chill shit. Nah, yeah. I hear what you're saying with that. So that's why I fuck with it. Yeah. I just hate when it be getting dark at five o'clock. Why? I like to be able to do shit after work, and I hate the dark. I don't. I don't, I don't what can't you do? What can't you do that? You I just. Do? I feel like it does something with my mind, bro. It's just be darker early, so I'm like, I feel like lazier. So, like, if the sun is still out, like, oh, okay, I could go hit the gym. Oh, I could go hit the lake over on the stairs or some shit. But if it's dark out, like. I'm most groggy at this time of year in the morning when I wake up. Like, that's when I feel like, uh, but. Yeah. After that, I feel fine. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what's up. I'm excited for some time off. That's the best part about the holidays. Yeah. When is. Yeah. Thanksgiving in two weeks. Yeah, so I get some time off then. Christmas And then niggas work like Well my job nigga I gotta still go in Until like December 22nd Or some shit For real mm-hmm. Man shit Santa ain't coming down The chimney over at your job That shit is cap Fuck white Santa shit. Nigga <laughs> Damn But Yeah so in breaking news again Hot off the press Well my nigga cap Got a workout This weekend Shout yeah. out my nigga Cap. I don't know if we even spoke on it since. Do we ever like? Speak? Nah, yeah, we never yeah. spoke on it yet. For those who probably have already seen it, Cap pulled up to the breakfast program like two weeks ago on his actual birthday. Yeah, him and my nigga left, but on both their both birthdays they pulled up and came through and fucking helped us feed the community and provide them with hygiene packs and other resources. Shout out to them in the. Freedom Family Freedom Community Clinic Freedom Community Clinic yeah. Shout out there And all your rights camp Pulling up with backpacks And hygiene packs and shit It was just beautiful to see Like the house was People was like They was just so juiced to see Like a You know like a celebrity Yeah Like I remember I was just I was talking to this one woman Before she said Oh you need me to move I said no you good right there We about to have a food truck And a little bitch Alright for sure I'm hungry And then like As soon as she saw Colin Like her whole face just lit up yeah. <laughs> you know like forget forgot completely about the food you know and it was just that was like a real dope aspect yeah. of it you know it's like the joy that they have from that you know yeah I-, I fucked with the fact that you get all these people with these platforms and who claim to be about something who co-op movements who yeah who like to organize and align themselves with the black liberation movement in yeah. ways that are profitable for them but don't necessarily take the actions that actually align. Most of their actions actually contradict what they claim to to stand for, right? right. Like the Jay Z's, um, and any other else. That's Jay Z shit coming to my head because that's what we about to talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, so to have Cap come out and actually spend time with us, spend money, time, and other resources on 
the community of West Oakland. I was super grateful for that, and I thought it was super big. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to him. And now after you know years of fucking with people, he still got to deal with this fuck ass shit. Um, for those that don't know, the NFL scheduled a private workout for Cap in Atlanta this weekend, and there's um, on a Saturday. Yeah, there's like 13 teams that are going to be involved, and I don't know. For me, I just smell Cap. Like this is some bullshit. Yeah, it seems it kind of seems like political, like a political stunt for the NFL. Yeah, I don't know how it might not be. Well, I guess we'll see by the time this episode comes out what happens. But I know originally they said they was going to publish a list of all the teams, and then they're like, "Oh no, we're not going to do that." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, here's eleven teams." You know, I think they said there was going to be all thirty-two teams was going to be present or some shit like that, and then that's not the case anymore. Yeah, and just like they gave that nigga one week. <laughs> I mean, luckily he's you been know, training. He's been training and shit like that all year for this shit, but. This shit set up on a Saturday, too, day before Sunday, which is when, you know, NFL is playing. Saturday's hell with college games is going on, so scouts and shit, you feel me, is going to college games and shit like that as well, you know? But. I mean, I just feel like. I like I had hope for a second, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, because you want that nigga to get a job, you feel me? Like, nigga lost his job because of the stance he took, you feel me? So it's like. Of course, we root for him. I want him to get a job for those exact reasons, right? He only lost his job because of his politics. He's only not in the league anymore because of his politics. And then you also think of the fact that this nigga can actually ball. And let's say he gets into the league and he's not Kaepernick that was throwing for 200 yards and running for 175. I know for a fact that this nigga is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know for a fact that he's better than Mitch Trubisky. I know for a fact that he's better than Sam Donald. I know for a fact that he's better than fucking um, Josh Rosen. I know that he's better than Colt McCoy. All these white boys that are in the league right now stinking up the joint. Matt Schaub is still in the league. That nigga's like 47. (laughs) (laughs) He's better than half the quarterbacks in the league. Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm not saying he even got to go in there and start, but you going to tell me he can't be on the roster, my nigga? Yeah. Come on. That's that's wild, man. Like, this nigga wasn't played in the fucking Super Bowl. Come on, my nigga. Like all these records that Lamar Jackson breaking. Whose records are they? Collins, <laughs> Cap and Michael Vick, right? Like, and Cam Newton, like he's. Breaking. And Collins still holds some of the records as well. He's breaking MVP caliber players, players that have all been to the Super Bowl. Come on, my nigga. So, hey, I mean, I, I we can't trust the league that has done nothing but consistently do wrong by him. Facts. Like, what makes me think that they're going to change now? You know, and then I don't know all the details, but what is the assessment of this workout? Like, how do we determine if he had a good or bad workout? Is this nigga about to run the 40? Like, right. And like this nigga they actually. Free, they don't make. This isn't ballers, yeah. my nigga. Like, <laughs> they don't make niggas go out there. Right? They better not make Cap run the 40. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, what are, what, are, what are we assessing? Can he throw the ball? We've seen multiple workouts of him throwing the ball to OBJ. Right. We know he can still throw the ball. Facts. But what is the point of this workout? And then they like wasn't telling him like what wide receivers, so he has to bring his own wide receivers with him and type and shit like that. Like what do we like that's what I'm saying. What is the yeah. it all seems like a PR stunt because the assessment around it doesn't right. look like it can lead to anything. Like yeah, like what, what like how do we determine if he had a good or bad workout? What is it? Is it a pro day style workout? Like well, what are they using to like assess? see if he's still in shape? Like it's obvious that nigga's still in shape. <laughs> he's well, been what posting. If he is still, what if he is still in shape? What happens? Right. 
always wanted to see. Like, come on, man. So, I don't know. Again, I think it's as simple as looking at the history of the NFL, looking at the history of the NFL and the ways in which they've engaged with Colin Kaepernick and his supporters, and then ask yourself, why? Yeah, why? Why would this be in Colin's favor? Right, and I think Left was saying like I don't even know if he's like if it's for this year or for next year. Like some people were saying that like oh it's for him to get signed next year, not this year. So it's like there's a lot of unknowns behind it, the whole situation. You feel me? So it's like, and then it's like oh, the NFL is recording video of it so that coaches who are not in attendance can watch it. Man, this is so. Uh-huh. Just sound full gazy, right? If it sounds too good to to be true, probably it don't even sound too good to be true. It just yeah. sound gazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, at first I was like, "Oh shit, what? This shit about to happen?" All thirty two teams, and then like, oh, okay, not all thirty two teams. You know, it's like slowly the news about it is actually coming out. I mean, and at your pro day, you know, like not a scout from every team shows up. But, yeah, you know, a scout that wasn't at your team might. I mean, a scout that wasn't at your pro day, a team that wasn't at your pro day might still Sign, sign you. Yeah, you know, but. Oh, I it just it's not adding up to me. And, and the niggas want to be like, "Oh, this is this is Jay Z's work." Like this is this is why we needed to wait and to see what Jay Z was gonna do with his was position. This a big chess move getting cap a, a workout. A workout. Week ten of the season. Like it's pretty <laughs> fucking hard to learn an offense in one week and Jay-Z to expect the nigga to start the job unless Cap gets a workout. Not even, or I'm not. Or get signed to a team. Get signed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then he could have got cut. In the preseason, and Jay Z still did his due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is there's ways to go about it. Motherfuckers can't be that dumb and that much of a stand to want to just not look at Jay Z for who he is. People just follow people without understanding the shit that they're doing, and it's Standing like this idolization, celebrity culture, bro. This shit is ridiculous. That shit is a disease. But. I don't know. Hopefully he get the job. Hopefully he gets back in the league and balls out. That shit would be saucy to just see him do that. Yeah, I want him to ball out just because I really feel like he deserve it. Um, and again, the way that he, the way that his career ended, right? It wasn't, it wasn't as if his play got him pushed out, right? Like you see people who leave the league because they just have such a severe drop off in productivity, right? Like you see it. That's happened before, and like. That's a little easier to process. But when you go from the top to the bottom, all based on the politic, I think he had an injury at some point. Like, yeah. A change in coach and staff. Like there were all these things that played a role in him, you know, not playing as much before the kneeling shit, right? Uh, but it's, we know that he's not in the NFL anymore because of his political stance. Exactly. Like we know that's the case. So with that being said, I want my nigga to be able to. He'll never get his prime years back. You know, like that nigga missed some prime years. It's going to take a while to catch his rhythm, but my nigga, you know, my nigga Vic went to the pen for a year and a half, two years. Came bounce back, back to this day. Bounce back you know? like Michael Vick. So, shit, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he bounced back so he can say bounce back like Colin yeah. Kaepernick. <laughs> I'm hoping my nigga Cap get a real legitimate shot to at least just prove. I, I need to see that he actually don't got it no more. I need to actually see that this nigga's ass. Like, I need to see it for my own eyes. I can't just can't just yeah because people are like yeah well he's on top of him not being in the league he was bad it's like nigga that's not true look at his fucking statistics yeah 
And his stats were were definitely not as bad as niggas who are in the league right now. So we know stats ain't the, ain't the exactly the issue. Yeah, Shout out to my, nigga, my Colin. nigga Colin. All the love. Um, Shout out to him for pulling up for the breakfast program. That shit was cool. Yeah, this this episode might not drop before his shit, but so we'll we'll find out if he gets signed or not by the time this might be a retroactive ass episode. But I don't even know if that's the right fucking word. Drop it on. Patreon today, it won't be. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a Patreon, a Patron, you feel me, you're gonna be tapped in with this episode right away. So for sure tap in patreon.com slash hellblackpod. We on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, we on most apps where you listen to podcasts except Spotify. Y'all niggas need to mention Spotify by put Hell Black on Spotify because the niggas ain't ain't been rocking with us, but make sure you subscribe. Retweet, repost, you know, post the episode on your IG story tag at Hell Black Pod. We got merch for sale. So hit a Hell Black Pod. You feel me? Hellblackpod.com. Fuck with us. Give us a five star review. Spread the word about our shit. That's how that's how we've grown. So I appreciate all the patrons, all the listeners, all the supporters. You feel me? It should mean mean a lot to the podcast and mean a lot to us. Definitely. So episode fifty eight. Hell Black. Black at it again.